We are reading Jeremiah chapters 37 through 39 and Proverbs 13 here on Commuter Bible OT. Remember that as we begin today's episode, we're in kind of a flashback sequence, which explains how Jeremiah wound up in prison. The prophet had dictated a scroll to Barak, who wrote down Jeremiah's words and then read them aloud in the temple because Jeremiah was not allowed in. Barak is brought to King Jehoiakim of Judah, who burns the scroll piece by piece in the fire after it's read. Barak returned to Jeremiah, who simply dictates the same message again and adds things to it. Today, Jeremiah is accused of defecting to the Chaldean army, is arrested, and thrown into a cistern. Jeremiah urges Zedekiah to surrender to the king of Babylon, but Zedekiah refuses. Jeremiah, chapters 37 through 39. Zedekiah, son of Josiah, reigned as king in the land of Judah, in place of Coniah, son of Jehoiakim. For King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon made him king. He and his officers and the people of the land did not obey the words of the Lord that he spoke through the prophet Jeremiah. Nevertheless, King Zedekiah sent Jehuchal, son of Shelemiah, and Zephaniah, son of Messiah, the priest, to the prophet Jeremiah, requesting, Please pray to the Lord our God on our behalf. Jeremiah was going about his daily tasks among the people, for he had not yet been put into the prison. Pharaoh's army had left Egypt, and when the Chaldeans, who were besieging Jerusalem, heard the report, they withdrew from Jerusalem. The word of the Lord came to the prophet Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. This is what you will say to Judah's king, who is sending you to inquire of me. Watch. Pharaoh's army, which has come out to help you, is going to return to its own land of Egypt. The Chaldeans will then return and fight against this city. They will capture it and burn it. This is what the Lord says. Don't deceive yourselves by saying, The Chaldeans will leave us for good, for they will not leave. Indeed, if you were to strike down the entire Chaldean army that is fighting with you, and there remained among them only the badly wounded men, each in his tent, they would get up and burn this city. When the Chaldean army withdrew from Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah started to leave Jerusalem to go to the land of Benjamin to claim his portion there among the people. But when he was at the Benjamin gate, an officer of the guard was there, whose name was Erijah, son of Shelemiah, son of Hananiah. And he apprehended the prophet Jeremiah, saying, You are defecting to the Chaldeans! That's a lie, Jeremiah replied. I am not defecting to the Chaldeans. Erijah would not listen to him but apprehended Jeremiah and took him to the officials. The officials were angry at Jeremiah and beat him and placed him in jail in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for it had been made into a prison. So Jeremiah went into a cell in the dungeon and stayed there many days. 
King Zedekiah later sent for him and received him, and in his house privately asked him, Is there a word from the Lord? There is, Jeremiah responded. He continued, You will be handed over to the king of Babylon. Then Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, How have I sinned against you, or your servants, or these people, that you have put me in prison? Where are your prophets who prophesied to you, claiming the king of Babylon will not come against you in this land? So now, please listen, my lord the king. May my petition come before you. Don't send me back to the house of Jonathan the scribe, or I will die there. So King Zedekiah gave orders, and Jeremiah was placed in the guard's courtyard. He was given a loaf of bread each day from the baker's street until all the bread was gone from the city. So Jeremiah remained in the guard's courtyard. Now Shephatiah son of Matan, Gedaliah son of Pashur, Jukal son of Shelemiah, and Pashur son of Malchijah, heard the words Jeremiah was speaking to all the people. This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, famine, and plague. But whoever surrenders to the Chaldeans will live. He will retain his life like the spoils of war and live. This is what the Lord says. The city will most certainly be handed over to the king of Babylon's army, and he will capture it. The officials then said to the king, This man ought to die, because he is weakening the morale of the warriors who remain in this city, and of all the people, by speaking to them in this way. This man is not pursuing the welfare of this people, but their harm. King Zedekiah said, Here he is. He's in your hands, since the king can't do anything against you. So they took Jeremiah and dropped him into the cistern of Malchiah the king's son, which was in the guard's courtyard, lowering Jeremiah with ropes. There was no water in the cistern, only mud, and Jeremiah sank in the mud. But Ebed-Melech, a Cushite court official in the king's palace, heard Jeremiah had been put into the cistern. While the king was sitting at the Benjamin gate, Ebed-Melech went from the king's palace and spoke to the king. My lord the king, these men have been evil in all they have done to the prophet Jeremiah. They have dropped him into the cistern where he will die from hunger, because there is no more bread in the city. So the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Cushite, Take from here thirty men under your authority and pull the prophet Jeremiah up from the cistern before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men under his authority and went to the king's palace to a place below the storehouse. From there he took old rags and worn-out clothes and lowered them by ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech the Cushite called down to Jeremiah, Place these old rags and clothes between your armpits and the ropes. Jeremiah did this. They pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern. 
but he remained in the guard's courtyard. King Zedekiah sent for the prophet Jeremiah and received him at the third entrance of the Lord's temple. The king said to Jeremiah, I am going to ask you something. Don't hide anything from me. Jeremiah replied to Zedekiah, If I tell you, you will kill me, won't you? Besides, if I give you advice, you won't listen to me anyway. King Zedekiah swore to Jeremiah in private, As the Lord lives, who has given us this life, I will not kill you or hand you over to these men who intend to take your life. Jeremiah therefore said to Zedekiah, This is what the Lord, the God of armies, the God of Israel says. If indeed you surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then you will live This city will not be burned, and you and your household will survive. But if you do not surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then this city will be handed over to the Chaldeans. They will burn it, and you yourself will not escape from them. But King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am worried about the Judeans who have defected to the Chaldeans. They may hand me over to the Judeans to abuse me. They will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied. Obey the Lord in what I am telling you, so it may go well for you and you can live. But if you refuse to surrender, this is the verdict that the Lord has shown me. All the women who remain in the palace of Judah's king will be brought out to the officials of the king of Babylon and will say to you, Your trusted friends misled you and overcame you. Your feet sank into the mire and they deserted you. All your wives and children will be brought out to the Chaldeans. You yourself will not escape from them. For you will be seized by the king of Babylon, and this city will burn. Then Zedekiah warned Jeremiah, Don't let anyone know about this conversation, or you will die. The officials may hear that I have spoken with you and come and demand of you. Tell us what you said to the king. Don't hide anything from us, and we won't kill you. Also, What did the king say to you? If they do, tell them, 
I was bringing before the king my petition that he not return me to the house of Jonathan to die there. All the officials did come to Jeremiah, and they questioned him. He reported the exact words to them the king had commanded, and they quit speaking with him because the conversation had not been overheard. Jeremiah remained in the guard's courtyard until the day Jerusalem was captured, and he was there when it happened. In the ninth year of King Zedekiah of Judah, in the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon advanced against Jerusalem with his entire army and laid siege to it. In the fourth month of Zedekiah's eleventh year, on the ninth day of the month, the city was broken into. All the officials of the king of Babylon entered and sat at the middle gate. Nergal Sharezer, Samgar, Nebuchadnezzar, the chief of staff, Nergal Sharezer, the chief soothsayer, and all the rest of the officials of Babylon's king. When King Zedekiah of Judah and all the fighting men saw them, they fled. They left the city at night by way of the king's garden through the city gate between the two walls. They left along the route to the Araba. However, the Chaldean army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. They arrested him and brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon's king, at Riblah in the land of Hamath. The king passed sentence on him there. At Riblah, the king of Babylon slaughtered Zedekiah's sons before his eyes, and he also slaughtered all Judah's nobles. Then he blinded Zedekiah and put him in bronze chains to take him to Babylon. The Chaldeans next burned down the king's palace and the people's houses and tore down the walls of Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, deported the rest of the people to Babylon, those who had remained in the city and those deserters who had defected to him along with the rest of the people who remained. However, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, left in the land of Judah some of the poor people who owned nothing, and he gave them vineyards and fields at that time. Speaking through Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon gave orders concerning Jeremiah. Take him and look after him. Don't do him any harm, but do for him whatever he says. Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, Nebuchadnezzar, the chief of staff, Nergal Sharezer, the chief soothsayer, and all the captains of Babylon's king had Jeremiah brought from the guards' courtyard and turned him over to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, to take him home. So he settled among his own people. Now the word of the Lord had come to Jeremiah when he was confined in the guards' courtyard. Go tell Ebed-Melech the Cushite. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I am about to fulfill my words for disaster and not for good against this city. They will take place before your eyes on that day. But I will rescue you on that day. This is the Lord's declaration. 
and you will not be handed over to the men you dread. Indeed, I will certainly deliver you, so that you do not fall by the sword. Because you have trusted in me, you will retain your life like the spoils of war. This is the Lord's declaration. Proverbs chapter 13 A wise son responds to his father's discipline, but a mocker doesn't listen to rebuke. From the fruit of his mouth, a person will enjoy good things, but treacherous people have an appetite for violence. The one who guards his mouth protects his life. The one who opens his lips invites his own ruin. The slacker craves, yet has nothing, but the diligent is fully satisfied. The righteous hate lying, but the wicked bring disgust and shame. Righteousness guards people of integrity, but wickedness undermines the sinner. One person pretends to be rich but has nothing. Another pretends to be poor but has abundant wealth. Riches are a ransom for a person's life, but a poor person hears no threat. The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is put out. Arrogance leads to nothing but strife, but wisdom is gained by those who take advice. Wealth obtained by fraud will dwindle, but whoever earns it through labor will multiply it. Hope delayed makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. The one who has contempt for instruction will pay the penalty, but the one who respects a command will be rewarded. A wise person's instruction is a fountain of life, turning people away from the snares of death. Good sense wins favor, but the way of the treacherous never changes. Every sensible person acts knowledgeably, but a fool displays his stupidity. A weak envoy falls into trouble, but a trustworthy courier brings healing. Poverty and disgrace come to those who ignore discipline, but the one who accepts correction will be honored. Desire fulfilled is sweet to the taste, but to turn from evil is detestable to fools. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Disaster pursues sinners, but good rewards the righteous. A good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. The uncultivated field of the poor yields abundant food, but without justice it is swept away. The one who will not use the rod hates his son, but the one who loves him disciplines him diligently. A righteous person eats until he is satisfied and the stomach of the wicked is empty.
Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know Him, and He will make your paths straight.